Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like a paparazzi chase. Or a cave collapse. Or kitchen accidents. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like bad coffee. Or dead baby mice. (laughs) Or waitressing. I laughed a little too hard at that. Waitressing does make me want to (laughs) die. And you know what doesn't make me want to die? Our theme song. You got it. Hit it. Christine. Hey. Garen. Hello. Garen's drinking some sort of fancy Starbucks drink. What is it? Apple crisp? Apple crisp oat milk macchiato. (laughs) Are there like crisps floating around in it? It's probably all sorts of chemicals. Great. Is there any, is it actually a coffee drink? Yeah. But he he just revealed that he doesn't enjoy coffee. I I can drink in, I can drink this by the gallon and a gingerbread latte. So just so it doesn't have the taste of coffee to it. Just yeah. So it's There's just sweet a hint. and just, just a, the slightest hint. But I love the smell of coffee. Huh. So good. But I can't stand the taste of it just does not. Interesting. It doesn't do it for me. I can't smell. I can't smell. I can't stand the smell of Starbucks coffee. Like when I walk in there. Really? Oh, I think it smells disgusting because yeah. I don't think their coffee's good. It's but, not great. On that. But I also worked there. So then I'd go oh, home. Oh, and you reek of. I reek of it. Yeah. And so that might. I do love the smell of coffee, but just not Starbucks. I used to reek of popcorn when I worked at the movie theater. But do you like the smell of popcorn still? I do, yeah. But Oh, but I told you the smell of the hot dogs on the grill Ooh. and then having to clean the grill, the smell of the chemicals and the hot dogs. It was so disgusting. Yeah, that was that was horrible. Is that, do you think, what turned you off of meat forever? I was already not eating, uh, I was already not eating meat by then. Okay. Yeah. 
Nope, that's not what turned me off. Okay. No. Think you'll ever go back? No, I think at this point. <laughs> it's a, it's a I, done I, deal. Sometimes I have dreams that mm-hmm. I forget if I eat fish or chicken and I accidentally eat chicken and then I start panicking. I, that is a recurring dream I have. Because I, I do eat fish. My old roommate was militantly vegan. Uh-huh. Militant, to the point where he destroyed a grill because I was going to have people come over for a barbecue. He sounds fun. <laughs> he, he has confessed to me that he has started eating venison. What? He's like, well, it's locally. He's in Hawaii now. It's local and it's sustainable and, oh. and they have to because of overpopulation. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, Still, okay. though, that seems extreme. Yeah. Because that's deer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I I understand that, but I don't know how your digestive system would react being vegan all that time and then eating meat. I mean, I I yeah. I know more ex-vegans than vegans. Like everyone yes. seems to <laughs> drop out at Vegan's some point. Tough. I think that's my a brother tough was one. vegan, but mm-hmm. he was true to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know some people are like they're just they live in extremes. I guess so. They're vegan, yeah. and then they're the yes. next year they're eating. It, sh- it was shocking. Like it was yeah. phone falling to the ground. Shocking. <laughs> like I'm in a telenovela. Some people need it to be extreme. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 it's their personalities. Someone said that to me at pickleball. Do you think this is a, an appropriate thing to say to someone? Um, I, I I didn't know them. Okay. And they just said they had played with me and Oliver. Yeah. And they said, uh, "Oh, he surpassed you." No, that's rude. That's kind of rude, right? Yeah, I don't care for I mean, it. I know that. But yeah. He, he hasn't surpassed me. He was always better than me. She doesn't know that. Yeah. It just seemed like, well, we were getting along and then you said something a little bit yeah. rude. You know what I would have done? You're a cunt. <laughs> With a big C on your... Yeah. Okay. Can you I've do never that? seen that. No, I just made it up. Like, you know, when people I go like, like it. Yeah. But instead... Just round it yeah. and it's a Make C. it a C. You're a cunt. Um, zero to 60. <laughs> it is a zero little thing. Zero to 90. You know what? I'm 50 now and I just... You don't give a fuck. No more suffering fools. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she doesn't know that I'm a fragile, fragile bird of a person. That's how you and- let her know. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, huh. I, I know she meant it in a jovial way, like, oh, the child surpassed. Yeah, but- I get it. But it was yeah. like, He's, yeah, there's certain things, though, that people, nice. people enjoy saying. I think it's people who aren't funny, maybe. Like, I remember once, yeah. this is not the same but like somebody was at my house and there was a picture. There's a picture I have a, in a frame and it's of Sven and I. And it's before we were, it's like when we were first dating. Okay. And we're in a photo together and we look really happy. We were really happy. Look, we still love each other. And <laughs> Okay, defensive. God. <laughs> no one was saying anything. It just, the way. It's all fine. It's all fine, guys. <laughs> Jeez. And she goes. You guys were so young. Oh, no one needs to hear that. And I was like, fuck you. I did the thing. See, yeah. cunt. I get it. I know I'm not young anymore. That's clear. I don't need to hear it out loud. But it's just such an unnecessary thing to say. Of course, everyone was once young. Yeah. It's just no preposterous, shit. strange thing to say. Also, it's just like, why would you ever say that to a woman as ever. a woman? But like, she relished in saying it. it was, is she your age? Yeah. Weird. She relished it. Did you I go? Like it. Huh. So were you? Yeah. And yeah. Just walk away. Were you ever? Yeah. Head toss. <laughs> See the lady over there? She used to be the one I hated the most. You surpassed her. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that for free. Thank you. I like it. All right. Should we get into today's topic? Is what Let's I'm wondering. Do it. Okay. 
I'm going to give you some warnings right now. Garen, this is going to be very hard on you. Oh, boy. Christine, your warning is that you should listen to every single word. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about how to survive kitchen disasters. Oh, yeah. I've had some of those. You have. And (laughs) we have gone over a little, a couple of these things before, but um, we're going to go over more. Okay. So, the three most common kitchen accidents. Knives. Ooh, yes. Knives are everywhere in the kitchen, in the sink, on the surfaces, and in the cupboards and drawers. They are not easy to avoid. Knife cuts and lacerations are the most common accidents in the kitchen. Blunt knives, I found this interesting, are common culprits of causing you to slip while, oh, this is from a British website, whilst chopping food. You need to be aware of this when using them and avoid hurting yourself or others. So in other words... It's if if the knife isn't sharp enough, it's not going to go directly into what you're cutting. It's going to slip oh, and get you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that. Um, OK. Uh, you must also be careful when reaching into the sink mm-hmm. or washing up or washing up bowl. Washing up bowl. Yeah. I guess you use your tea towel with your washing up bowl. <laughs> um, not your jumper. Not your jumper. This can cause you to get a cut from a knife underneath the bubbles. Not only that, but blood from the cut may also contaminate the water, so you should also consider that. Now listen to this. I'm ready. As if as if there wasn't a rise in anti-Semitism enough as it is right oh, now. Oh, no. Cutting your, cutting your hand while slicing a bagel. Duh. <laughs> That's so anti-Semitic. One of the biggest causes of knife injuries in the kitchen is actually from cutting a bagel. Not an avocado? That comes up later, okay. actually, in our story. Uh, this has become a common injury. Uh, this has become a common injury. Um, oh, sorry. You got to get a bagel slicer. Well, I was going to say that you do want to get a bagel slicer. Remember, we had those at um, at Style Network. I do. And they are godsend. Bagel, you ever used a bagel, bagel, bagel slicer? Thursday. It's like a little guillotine for bagels. A bagillotine. A bagillotine. So anyway, they're saying that this happens so much that they've off, they've actually given it a medical term, which is BRI or bagel-related injury. <laughs> Wait, back up a second. I know, England. Did you guys just both say guillotine? Guillotine. Guillotine. Well, I said bagel, bagillotine, bagillotine. Bagillotine. Yeah. Okay. Bagillotine. To avoid such injuries, make sure you place it flat on a kitchen surface when cutting, yes. rather than cutting it in your hand. Who's, Who does that? Who's cutting it in their hand? That is crazy. Look at his face. Look at his face. Do look you at his do face. that? <laughs> do you cut it? I do this. No, Garrett. But let me tell you, this is the honest truth. Every time I'm in the kitchen doing something, I think, what happens if I fuck up and hurt myself? Because I'd be by myself for most of the time. Oh, uh-huh. That's a good thought to but have. But I, I do, I go... So slow, and it's only I don't get sealed bagels. Mine are usually pre-cut. Yeah, but they have the little thing in the middle. Oh, so, so you just cut. Just go a little deep, and then you know you can just rip little. those apart if they're already pre- yeah, pre-cut. I Sometimes I don't, I don't, I don't. Know. Dude, okay. I get. I'm gonna say two things. Anxious if it's if there's too much bagel on one side. Don't <laughs> cut them in your hand, obviously. <laughs> and second, Did you hear what I just get said? some real bagels. What he, he gets anxious if there's too much bagel on one side. <laughs> Karen, I like a uniform how slice. Do you, how do you get out of the house in the morning? I think Jesus Christ. Listen, we need to either up your dose or get your get you I on a dose. Need more doses is the problem. I hope you don't have pills you have to cut in half. Oh, uh. 
We actually have a pill cutter. It's oh, extremely satisfying. We do too. Because we have this one. Is it a box? Kind of. Yeah. Where it's hinged. Yes. We have that and too. And then you can put like four or five pills in at once. Oh. Okay. So what do you do is you, there's this dial that wide, you know, like, um, I'm going to make a Star Wars reference. You know, like the walls in Star Wars when they, yes, when crush. they come in. Right. So you, you, you dial it so it goes out. You yes. put the, you line up the pills and mm-hmm. you dial it back for a nice snug fit. Mm. Then you guillotine. Oh, satisfying. Slice them and they all chop in half. Love that. We, it's extreme. That's the Mercedes of it pill is. cutters. Well, who do I live with? Yeah, we have like, a, <laughs> you know, Prius. <laughs> the number two thing after knife injuries, slipping in spilt liquids. Oh, yeah. Unattended spillages can lead to slips and trips, which could then lead to escalated accidents. Like head injuries. Yeah. If someone falls onto knives, I'm not sure why. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever dropped a knife, though, and then like moved your feet out of the way really quickly? I don't know. Maybe that That's happens in scary. our house a lot. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> you, you need your kids to have like Velcro attached to their hands and every object that's in your house. Uh, if someone falls onto knives, another person or something hot that can lead to further injuries. Uh, this highlights the importance of keeping cleaning supplies and a wet floor sign. This is like an industrial, in a you know, in a kitchen in yeah. a in a uh, restaurant. This is the bear. Exactly. A wet floor sign close by and dealing with a spillage immediately. If you are at home, you may want to avoid letting children or pets in the kitchen whilst mm, they're you are all cooking. in there. Yep. <laughs> this elim- <laughs> you've got a dead mouse. <laughs> yep. Children. Yes. Dog. Cat. Yes. Turtle. Two turtles. Two turtles. A snake. Yep. And soon to be chickens. Well, that's yet to be decided. Um, Sally gets nervous for some reason and wants to be literally up against my legs when Aww. I'm in the kitchen sometimes Aww. like just crowded against my leg while I'm trying to get stuff in oh, and out of Sally. the oven and like I'll be pouring pasta into oh, the God. sink and I'm like Sally you got to get out of here this is not safe oh boy if you are at, okay um this eliminates possible trip hazards that can easily be missed uh as they are as okay I'm going to skip that Oh, you know, one other thing that's really slippery that isn't a liquid. Yeah. Flour. Oh. On the floor is very slippery. I've realized just because the kids do a lot of things with flour Uh and they're also, you know, kids. So it gets messy on the floor. And I'll be like, oh, it's so slippery. (laughs) (laughs) Head injury. There are so many elements in the kitchen that could lead to a scald or a burn. Here's a list. Okay. So wait. I guess the next one is. Okay, the next one is burns. You are very familiar with this. Very familiar. There are so many elements in the kitchen that could lead to a scald or a burn. Here is a list of possible causes of burns in the kitchen. Burns from a hot oven, grill, oven tray, surfaces, or this is a word that they use in England, hob. Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay, I looked it up. Broomsticks and... Bed knobs? Yep, Yep. that one. Um, So the hob is the top of an oven, but I think in... England, maybe they have just something that's burners that can also be called the hob. Like, there's no oven under it. It's just burners. Oh, that's what ours is. It's separate. What? Yeah. Y- oh, you have it, like, built into the counter. Yeah. Our our range. Yes. Is that what it's called? The top is the range? Yes. Is separate from our oven. Oh, it's I, in two I different places. I realize that now. It's so weird. Anyway, that's called, I think that's, you have a hob. Ah. Use an oven glove. <laughs> Yes. Pot holder yes. instead of a kitchen towel to help avoid these. Flames from flambeing. 
cooking, oh. which is cooking with alcohol or cooking with hot oil. I'm Always guessing. Flambeing. I'm guessing he is two years away from flambeing. Or that could be happening at any point. Yeah. Burns from boiling water, spits, and splashes from a pan or pot. I've mm-hmm. definitely done that. Yes. One way to avoid this is to make sure that pan handles on the stove are facing inwards. Oh. So that they don't get knocked over. I always face them, not towards me, but out. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I should do what you're saying. Hot food burns. You could just burn yourself on the actual food. Done that. Kitchen fires. This may seem extreme, but may but make sure you have a fire blanket or fire extinguisher available for fire such occasions. Blanket. Didn't even know you could have a fire blanket. It's probably British for, you know, zip up sweater or something. <laughs> <laughs> fire blanket. It's a tea cozy. Yeah. Okay. This I found interesting. Refrigerators also proved menacing. This is from a study, but I'm just reading this part because I've found it interesting. Please. Refrigerators also proved menacing, oh causing boy. more than 44,000 injuries. No. Among these fridge-induced ailments, the most common was internal head injury. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> like, likely the result of getting accidentally bludgeoned when another person opens the door. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or you live, in a, you live in a sitcom, basically. Yeah. Or perhaps when putting away groceries in both the fridge and freezer simultaneously. Oh, yeah. Faces were injured most often by tableware tableware such as bowls and mugs so you're just like flinging it and you accidentally hit somebody in the face or on purpose i think they just fall out of the cupboard onto your face i don't know injuries to other parts oh no i guess you're right stuff in the i don't know injuries to other parts of the head frequently stemmed from the refrigerator a fact that further supports are aforementioned okay i'm gonna skip that Food is integral to holiday festivities, but cooking on special occasions can be a recipe for disaster. Christmas Christmas witnessed more than 6,200 injuries. Well, that's because families are arguing. Yeah, they're they're (laughs) throwing throwing butter dishes at each other. Yeah, (laughs) They're using food as weapons. Oh, I thought this was interesting. Interestingly, Father's Day Mm -hmm. accounted for roughly 4,100 injuries as well. Perhaps thankful children and wives attempt to cook a nice meal for the fathers in their lives and their kindness results in injury. Mm, I have a different theory. What is your theory? That people are upset about their fathers not being good dads and they injure them with chicken wings or (laughs) drumsticks. (laughs) It's so specific. I was going to say that maybe you take your mother out for Mother's Day, but Father's Day you just make it home. They want a barbecue. That's the other thing I thought of is barbecuing, yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you how to deal with these injuries. Please. If you do get cut while using a kitchen knife, here's how to treat the wound. Clean it with soap and water. Apply yes. pressure to the cut with a clean cloth. That's what I could use that cheesecloth for. <laughs> now that I'm probably never going to use it again. Or bandage for a few minutes to stop the bleeding. If you bleed through the cloth, place another one on top of it. Use antibacterial ointment. If it's a minor wound, dab a little of this over the cut. Cover the area with bandage or gauze pad and adhesive tape. Go to the emergency room if the bleeding is severe or doesn't stop after 5 to 20 minutes of direct pressure. If the cut is longer than one half inch, has jagged edges, becomes inflamed or oozes fluid, you'll need to see your doctor too. So I, I know I've talked before about how I sliced up my hand off with a mandolin. When I was using oh, that, God. yeah, yeah, oh. and how Jimmy said that I was like, "Oh, I'm fine," even though I was in extreme pain, and then eventually I was like, "Oh yeah, we need to, we need to go first degree burn." This involves just the layer, just the top layer of skin. It looks red and is painful like sunburn. When you press on the burned area, it turns white. To treat it, remove any clothing 
or jewelry that's near the burn. If your clothes are stuck to it, don't remove them. Place the injured area under cool running water for three to five minutes. Apply an antibiotic ointment. Never ice, oil, or butter to your wound. Cover it with a clean bandage. It should heal in three to six days. Second degree burn. This is a deeper skin injury. It turns red, blisters, swells, and hurts. To treat it, soak the burned area in cool water for 15 to 30 minutes. Apply the antibiotic cream to prevent infection. Cover the area with a sterile dressing. Change the dressing each day and check for signs of infection. These include increased redness, swelling, pain, and pus. This wound will take two to three weeks to heal. It'll also start to itch, but don't scratch it. Third degree burn. This is a medical emergency. Cover the wound in a cool, wet dressing and call 911 or head to the nearest emergency room. This type of severe burn involves all layers of skin and will have white or blackened tissue on top. It might not hurt much. That's because the nerves in the skin are damaged. What what did uh, Benjamin have? Third. Oh, my poor baby. Yeah. Not sure how bad your burn is? See your doctor right away if it involves your face, hands, feet, or genitals. Um, is on or near a joint, such as your knee or shoulder. Goes all the way around a part of your body, like your arm or a leg. Is longer than three inches across or goes deeply into the skin. Okay, first aid for falls. Water that sloshes out of an overfilled pot onto the floor can be slippery hazard. If you fall, follow these steps. Make sure you're not hurt before standing up. Getting up the wrong way could make the injury worse. Slowly rise to your hands and knees. Try to crawl to a chair and pull yourself up. If you can't get up on your own, yell for help or call 911. If the area is swollen and you think you might have a fracture, which is a broken bone, try not to move it. Call your doctor or go to the emergency room. I love all these things that are like, call your doctor. Have you ever tried to call your doctor? It's just like a switchboard to an answering service to a... I mean, it's just, you can't, I, I don't know what world people live in that they call their doctor. Yeah, is this the 1800s? I don't know. You can't call a doctor. I know. I never understand that. First aid for eye injuries. What should you do if you accidentally shoot lemon juice <laughs> straight into your eye or get splashed with bleach? Oh, God. While cleaning up, don't panic. Follow these steps. Lean over the sink and pour a gentle stream of lukewarm water over your eye. Keep flushing it out for 15 minutes. Cover your other eye to protect it. Call the National Poison Control Center. If your eye is still irritated after you flush it out, call your doctor. Call 911 if you have a cut in your eye. Ooh. Don't wash or apply pressure. I know. that's. If, if you feel like... <laughs> are you okay over there, Garrett? I, that is... I know. Oof. You feel like an object is stuck in your eye. Don't try to get it out, rub it, or apply pressure to it. What if, what if you swallowed something poisonous? Even normally safe kitchen products can become deadly if they're swallowed. That's why it's important to keep all household cleaners and chemicals stored safely and out of children's reach. If you or someone else accidentally swallow something poisonous, call the National Poison Control Center. If possible, take the chemical product with you. We've talked about that before. Show the hospital. Yeah. Question. You might not know this from your research, but I'm just curious. I'm curious. You're curious? I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah. Say you drop a knife and it gets stuck. Do you think you pull it out or you leave it in? I always, every time I see that in a movie, I wonder what you're supposed to do. Yeah, me too. I don't know. That's such a good question. What are your thoughts, Gary? You look like well, you have an I wouldn't answer. have an answer because I would probably pass out instantly. Yeah, you would. So, because yeah, it's like sometimes in movies they'll pull it out, and, it, and then it, and then apply pressure. Yeah. But sometimes they're like, no, that'll release too much blood. Or it's like if it's in internal organs, it feels like you shouldn't take it out because it's like protecting the right. organs from bleeding out, and right. they don't want to take it. Like if it's in your side, you go maybe don't take that out because it's stabbing into your whatever organs those are yeah i i do not know 
Okay, keeping kids safe in the kitchen. You want them to help out in the kitchen, but you don't want them to get hurt. Here's how you can keep the little chef safe. Keep them at least three feet away from all bubbling pots and pans on the stove and away from the oven. Install safety gates to keep toddlers out of harm's way. Don't let them use the stove, toaster oven, or microwave without your help. Store all knives and other sharp objects out of their reach. Turn your hot water heater down to 120 degrees so they can't get burned. Use plastic bowls instead of glass so they won't shatter if dropped. Teach your kids to avoid hot stoves and ovens to stay away from chemicals and to stay away from chemicals. Make sure that your smoke detectors are working. Keep a fire extinguisher handy. Okay, are you ready for some mini stories? Mini stories. So um, the Phoenix News Times talked to a bunch of professional chefs. So these I love are, that paper. Don't you? Is it, It's like, can you believe that it... Uh, it's still going strong after all this time. Oh, I'm so glad it is. I know. A beacon in, in a the, world of darkness. It is. It's a light of hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just talked to a bunch of professional chefs. So this, these are okay. not things that happened in home kitchens. These are things that happened in restaurant kitchens. Love it. Okay. So this is from... And they're just a bunch of little ones because they were all short stories. Little chefs? Little. They're all, <laughs> which, you know, you can get in a lot of trouble because you reach up for that pot of yeah. water yes. on the stove. Boom. Falls right on you. I have a little chef. Very similar story. Isn't Little Chefs the competition show for that, that's going against uh, MasterChef Junior? Little Chef? Sounds like it. Yeah, it should yeah. be. Eric Flack, co-owner of Tonto Bar and Grill. Mm, that's problematic. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> and Cartwright's... Cartwright. That's 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 my mother's maiden name. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, the Cartwrights. Well, it's also the name of uh, on uh, Bonanza. Bonanza, yeah. Banan- Bananagramsas. Cartwright's Sonoran Ranch House said, "I was doing an ice carving for Columbus Day, a three-block tall sailboat. I was doing <laughs> s- what? I'm just like, there's so many things where it's like, I know." What's it's Tonto's in Phoenix, and they're doing an ice carving, probably of Columbus know. for Columbus Day. I- Oh, right. Three block tall <laughs> sailboat. Right. Yep. I was doing some final touches. Do they call that a sailboat? No, it's a ship. I don't know. There's just all many, so many problems with all of this. Yeah. Go on. I was on. doing some final touches. <laughs> I didn't really realize that. I was doing some final touches with my chainsaw mm-hmm. and the tallest sail broke. I let go of the chainsaw with one hand and tried to catch the sail as it was falling. I did catch it, but it was so heavy that my hand came down on top of the still running chainsaw. Oh! I wrapped up my hand and headed to the ER for lots and lots of stitches. I was lucky that I didn't lose any fingers, but my hand looked like hamburger. Oh! Hamburger is always a horrible reference. Yeah. I mean, it's very effective. Chris Osborne, Osborne, owner of Cadillac Ranch. On, oh, on our cameras, I saw two cooks get into what started as a play fight and ended in one of the cooks stabbing the other in the thigh. Oh, my God. This isn't really an accident, but oh it was the God. bloodiest wound I've ever seen because he was stabbed in the femoral artery. Oh, shit. oh, no. It was horrible, and one of them earned a felony for turning horseplay into a crime. Jeez Louise. Danielle Leone, chef and co-owner of the breadfruit. We serve these chilled, sweet, young coconuts. Illegal what? in certain states. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When somebody orders one, it gets sent back to the kitchen and we chop the top off. I guess it's like picking out your own lobster. You okay. pick out a coconut or something. A sweet young one. Yeah, so you can drink out of it. Our sous chef turned his head to answer a question with the cleaver in hand and whack! The tip <gasps> of his finger was dangling. We patched oh. it up, iced, and sewed it. 
Not a dangling. I know. I'm sorry. Dangling God. fingers. Bernie Cantac, chef and partner, Citizen Public House. I was helping a bartender friend do a demo at a tequila festival, and he had the entire crowd around his booth watching as he mixed cocktails with various tropical fruits. We had a few coconuts. I don't know if they were fine, young, sweet coconuts, but... <laughs> Let's hope. We had a few coconuts, and he decided to crack a couple open. With one coconut in hand held about chest high and a huge vegetable cleaver being uh, swung at said coconut nope. lumberjack style, nope. he cracked the first one open. On the second, he wasn't quite so lucky. The blade slipped off the side of the coconut and threw skin muscle and right into the bone of his thumb. Uh, I had my back turned at the time, but he tapped me on the shoulder and said quite calmly, hey, can you pour some drinks? I cut myself. I asked to see it, and for the first time in my life, I said, dude, you need to go to the hospital. It was pretty horrific. Lisa Kanaisho, owner of Trist Cafe, while I was home preparing, ah, this is what we were talking about. While Mm -hmm. I was at home preparing sliced avocados, I remember watching a trick on how to de-seed one using a knife. I tried to outsmart the knife. The knife won. I stabbed through my hand just under my forefinger. 18 stitches later, no more knife tricks for me, and I haven't eaten an, an avocado since. So That's too bad. Avocados are delicious. I know. So that's I do yeah. that sometimes. I try, and then I... But you're supposed to st- stick... After you cut the avocado, you're supposed to stick the knife into the pit to remove the pit. I'm assuming that's what she's talking about. Oh, maybe not. My, my stepsister did that, too. She held it, and she did that, and it went right into her hand. But I, there's here's what I do. Yeah. You can do that. Just have the avocado sitting on a counter, not in your hand. Right. But you still have to hold the avocado still with your hand, no? I don't. No? Oh, you can just do it? And then you remove this. The and then I turn the knife, pit. pull it out, and then I use a, the back of a spoon to tap it out of the knife. Here, so, okay. Can't you just grab it? Why do we got to use a knife? The idea is well, it won't to, come out. Well, is it that stuck into yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and okay. also, you want to save as much of the avocado as possible. You don't want to. You don't want the avocado hanging on to the pit. So you're trying to just remove the pit. Okay. Yeah. It just for some reason it, I, I don't I don't grasp how tightly it's still in. Have the you avocado. do you eat avocados at home? I have. Yeah. And I've done that, but yeah, I just, I it's, don't know it's kind of yeah, it's it's all stuck in there. It's really stuck not in unlike a chestnut in its shell. <laughs> it is stuck in. There. I mean, be careful out there, people. Really, seriously, I've learned the hard way. I know you have. Um, but I mean, also, I don't follow any of those kitchen rules with my kids. Really, well, they're not little, they're not little, little toddlers anymore. either. Yeah, but I do need to get those. They have aprons that are protective from like scalding water. Oh, they're sort of thick and they have like protective burn material in them that go over your like around your neck. Full yeah, they're like a- full aprons. aprons for kids yeah. or for anyone. I think probably for anyone. Oh, that's a great idea. I got to get those. Those could be good holiday good yes. Christmas gifts. Yes. Good Christmas gifts. And they, I'm sure they have them in kid size. So, yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be good to get those. Yeah, I think they need they'd those. be so excited Too to get sweet. those. Yeah, they really would. Not really. But it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, that's why. See, that's you should have Hanukkah because Hanukkah's for the boring gifts. <laughs> like I bought my son a blanket. That's going to be a Hanukkah gift. I don't know if I'm allowed <laughs> to have Hanukkah. No, I don't think you are. <laughs> Look, I'm, I must just have Christmas. I have it. Yeah, I think that's different, though. Is it? I think you can. Yeah. Christmas. Everybody. I'm not. Everybody loves. I'm Christmas. not Christian, and I'd have Christmas. Right. right, right. Who's going to tell me I can't? 
Exactly. Well, I'm sure there are some people. Oh, I, don't, I don't listen to them. That was great. Yeah, I know we covered some of that stuff before, but I, I uh, we've all forgotten. That's true. Um, yeah. So Thank you. Thanks for the fun sh- info and sure. the great stories. Yes, and we will be back right after this. Don't hurt yourself on the break. No. <laughs> Welcome back to How to Survive, Christine. I know that you're you didn't have a great break because your eyes watering uncontrollably for reasons no one understands. I maybe it's a new health problem. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Something to talk about then. Put it on the list. That's good. Yeah. So it's yeah. It looks a little looks a little swollen. Like I've been crying on one side of my face. Just yeah. Well, you have to reserve. You know, you get to a certain age, you can't cry about everything. You gotta you gotta parse it out. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you? Or maybe you can. All right. Well, I hope I hope it gets better. And if you have to leave in the middle of the record, we understand. I'll just storm out. (laughs) Yeah. Um. That'd be a first. We've never had that. Like a Jack Parr situation. Drama. Yeah. All right. Well, in the first half of the show, we talked about how to survive kitchen disasters. And now we're going to talk about how to survive waitressing with our very special guest, Paula Poundstone. Very excited. Hey, you guys. I'm good. I'm good. I'm very excited to rekindle my waitressing stories. Yes. Uh, It's a dangerous, dangerous place. We were all very... um, shocked that you waitressed it just didn't it seemed out of character somehow i was never good at it okay well f- before we get into that just quickly i just want to say because paula to me is in the top like three comedians um thank you she's going to be performing at the magnolia in el cajon on december 22nd that so is correct if you're wise you will see her live i have seen her live she's She's a genius. Get I'm your just tickets. Say that. Christmas yeah. miracle. Yes, it'll be a yeah. good Christmas present for right? someone. Yes, yeah, that would be a good yes. Christmas present. Really Although they'd Christmas have to present. open it a, ahead of time. Well, then you know, get Jews. Just Hanukkah com- oh, starts before Christmas. Oh, Make that man. your Hanukkah gift, and uh, then you're set. You know, my kids and I one time uh, went to uh, Magic Mountain. I think it was no, or was it the water? I can't remember. Uh-huh. But we went at Easter, and I said to them. Uh, it's a great because we're atheists. I said it's a great day to go because uh-huh. there's going to be nothing but Jews and atheists. There. That's right, and I was absolutely right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I literally saw yarmulkes walk. You know, <laughs> people wearing yarmulkes waterproof walk wa- by. Yarmulkes. And I'm like, yeah, see what I tell you. And, and, uh, and I'm guessing a, shorter lines. Yes, much shorter lines. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nobody Easter is a silly. Easter's the worst. It, it is. I, I mean, I liked it when I was a kid, but uh, you know, I asked my middle daughter the other day if she uh, ever felt bad that we never celebrated Easter. Uh-huh. I said, you know, I might have done it for you guys in a non-religious way, sure. but I was unaware that you um, had any passion for hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> 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 and my middle, my middle daughter goes, they're hard-boiled? Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, honey, you, you really thought that kids were looking for raw eggs? I guess, I mean, if, in fairness to her, it makes as much sense, I guess, yeah. except for, yeah. you know, the damage if you break, you know. Um, raw so, eggs all over a yard. Yeah. Well, or we used to do them 
inside. Inside, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still you live somewhere cold. I still remember my mother getting mad that I emptied a Kleenex box once because I thought there might have been one in the oh. Kleenex box. And she got mad. My mother got mad about everything. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, she was an angry, <laughs> angry person. Well, tell her to be a better hider. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Think outside the box, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, Think exactly. It could have been in there. Yeah. You know, it's a good hiding you know, place. See, that's why she didn't, you, that, you know, that's why she didn't work at NASA. That's exactly why that she didn't work. That was what held her back. Because you got to say, you know, yeah. in the realm of possibilities, right? Right. In the wildest, you know, uh, you know, but uh, she really held me back. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> Screw her. Um, you know what I say? <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris has come up with this thing where instead of an L for loser on your head, you put a C for cunt. And she thinks that's socially wow. acceptable. Yeah, I think it could be. I, I think, think it, it could, could work yeah. in certain yeah. places. It's for certain I people. Like it. Listen, I would never say that about your mother. Oh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> But I do want to hear about you as a waitress. Okay, so I waitressed uh, in a couple of places. The fir- I, okay, I was a hostess at the Bickford's Pancake House in Natick, Massachusetts. That was the first job I ever got. But I never were. I never made it to waitress. Um, <laughs> I admired the waitresses that uh-huh. I worked with. They were terrific, and it was a fun place. It was a. Uh, but then when I, I was sixteen, then when excuse me, when I turned. The one thing I was told not to do was touch the microphone because it made And I could not touch the fucking microphone fast enough. You mean this microphone? This one? Is that one? The, it uh, every time. I, and I could feel the whole table. It's like, what the fuck? The one thing we told her. Jesus. Um, all right. So, so when I was 18, I took a Greyhound bus down to... Um, Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. because I wanted to be a bear in the Disney World Parade. Wait, wait a second. What? Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. This was a dream. It was. You lived in Massachusetts. Yes. And when you're when you grow up in Massachusetts, you are raised to believe that Florida is the promised land. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, because it's warm. Yeah, and because over like winter break, the rich kids yes um, always went to Florida. They come back with you know sunburns and okay and the like. And did uh, you want to be Winnie the Pooh? No, I did- wanted to be Baloo Bear. Okay, All yeah. Right. Um, is that from Jungle Book? Yeah. Okay. It's very specific. So specific. It, yeah. That that's I think it you- threw the. I think it threw the um, <laughs> the people at Disney how specific <laughs> how specific my dream was. Did you have a particular affection for Jungle Book? I love Jungle Book. Yeah. Is that your favorite? And Baloo Bear. Okay. I, you I love mean, Baloo. He's just great. Okay. He is although, pretty great. Although, and I don't want to upset anybody, but what the hell he was doing in the jungle? Because he's a bear. Right. Shouldn't be there in the jungle. There are problems. Yeah. With yeah. yeah. There are zoology problems. Yes. Yeah, multiple story. questions to be answered. Yeah, in this right. Whole That's a good point. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. What's not to love about yeah. Blue Bear? He's real cute. Yeah, he's yeah, he's great. Um, and uh, I think to look for the bear necessities is a great philosophy. Yes. Um, uh, so this is what I want to do. I want to okay. be a bear in the Disney World Parade, and uh, <laughs> I got down there, gray on bus. I had no form of transportation. I had almost no money. And um, had a big blue suitcase and a yellow, uh, you know, knapsack. And never occurred to me that I had nowhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> and did, you, did your parents not care that you were li- – what was, I was the, the circumstances? I was 18. I didn't ask them. 
Uh, okay. I used to say to my kids, I, I used to say to my kids all the time, we go, you know, when people, when I was younger, people would say to me, well, what do your parents think about what you're doing? Uh-huh. I would say to them, uh, I didn't ask them because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and and I told my kids, you, you are welcome to take the same approach. Oh. You know, you make your own decisions. Right. Uh, my opinion it's just that. Right. Uh, but you make your own But, but what I'm asking is, they. I understand that you didn't care, but they didn't care. They didn't say, hey, you don't have a place to stay when you get there. Uh, well, I wasn't living with them at, when uh, I was 18. Okay, that, gotcha, so, gotcha. Okay, that's uh, different. And I had just, you know, just turned 18. It was like, I was, yeah, but I was living someplace else. Okay. So, um, all right, touch my microphone again. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. It's so, I can't, I'm not you're, good All with you're to think the whole time Any is... kind of restrictions are really hard for me. Um, imagine how hard it was giving up alcohol. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I couldn't do. Don't drink. Ah! Um, I'm good now, though. Uh, so, all right. So, I, I get down there. I, I, I stayed in, a, you know, a cheap downtown hotel, which the Greyhound Station was easily accessible to a cheap downtown downtown hotel um and the first thing i did was take a bus um you know orlando every hotel there's a bus service that picks right. people up to go you know they know which side of the bread they're exactly uh, they're i don't think that's the right expression <laughs> um but uh so i get there uh well i didn't get yeah so I get, all right, so I get there, and I think I still have my suitcase with me, I think. And I must have stored it in, like, a locker or something like that. And uh, I go, I find my way to what they call casting. Right. Um, you know, behind every, you know, innocuous-looking fence at Disneyland or Disney World, behind every shrub, behind every, mm-hmm. you know, funny uh, painted house, there are there is a back. There's an office, right? Yeah. Right. There's there's it's a business, and then it has these rides. So uh, I find my way to the casting, which I think was underground. There, I think, I I get to the um uh the, the you know the guy who's going to do the hiring. I can't even believe I made it that far on the did, first. Did day you that have I was an appointment? There. No. So you just obviously you didn't pay to get into Disney World. That would have been. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, although it was cheaper back then. Sure. Uh, I go to the guy, and I had fi- I think I filled out the you know, a- a- application. And under address, that's when it first dawned on me. Yeah. Oh. That I didn't have a place to live. <laughs> okay. And under address, I put my Massachusetts address. Uh. And so when the guy's looking at it, he's like, you know, <laughs> I see you live in Massachusetts. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but I believed that they had some sort of um, housing yeah. for their employees uh, there. Yeah. And the guy said, no, we don't. And I said, Todd, I could, I could swear I read it in a magazine years ago, which is partly where the dream came oh, from. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I just touched my microphone again. It's okay, don't worry this about it. This is exactly why I didn't get the job as Blue Bear. Because... Um, <laughs> The guy said to me, he said, don't touch anything on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pot of honey. I would have been a bad blue bear because it was a don't take your head off. And yeah. I would have been, oh, like, constantly taking my head off. Like, hey, kids, it's really me, Paula. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the, he didn't hire me. Oh. I know this comes as a shock to you. Right. Um, he said the problem was that I didn't have a place to live. So I thought, okay, I'm going to 
Yeah. So I I took one of their employee newsletters. Uh huh. There was a section in there of people looking for roommates. Mm-hmm. I became the roommate to someone from that employee newsletter because they worked at Disney. I thought, well, so I'll, smart. I'll so ride smart. in with them. Yeah. Yes. Well, wait till the part where I couldn't get out of the park. Um, <laughs> because they don't, they, they don't, you know, I could, there's, the driveway is three miles long. Yeah. And you're not allowed to hitchhike on the driveway. So what I would do is I, I would, because I came back a few times trying to work this thing out. Um, <laughs> what I would do is I would get onto the tram that takes people out to the parking lot. And I would start talking to people on the tram. And, uh, oh, you're from Connecticut. Oh, I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, you are. Oh, hi. And, uh, and then I would say... And I need a ride out to the highway. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked every time. I got Fantastic. people to drive me out to the highway every time. Um, so, all right. So so I got the roommate situation with the person who worked at Disney. Yeah. Um, and, then it, and then I realized, well, the schedules won't necessarily match up. Okay. So uh, then my next step was, okay, I'll earn money to buy like a bike. Um, so I can live with this guy and then I can bike to my job at Disney. Right. And here's where I really, okay, here's where some of my planning fell apart. <laughs> so I start looking for a job. I walk all up and down the Orange Blossom Trail, which is a big road, okay. big commercial road in uh, Orlando. And the only place that would hire me was the International House of Pancakes. And I think it's because when I filled out the application, I had some previous you had pancake. pancake house yes, experience, yes. you know. Yeah. And, and I like pancakes. I do, you know, and even when I, when I was older and had kids, you know, we would occasionally have waffles. So I've kept my hand in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so they hired me to work the graveyard shift. Oh, God. So I worked 11 at night to 7 in the morning. At the International House of Pancakes in Orlando, Florida. And here's the part that I hadn't really worked out, which is you barely make enough money to live, let alone save up for a bike. All that was the runway to Uh my International House of Pancakes job. Like all that, you know, all that talk about Disney Disney World. That's not waitressing, for God's <laughs> sake. And I know a lot of listeners are so frustrated right now. It's a prologue. Now. Uh, exactly. It's you gotta, fine. It's the prequel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's the Better Call Saul. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So I get my, uh, I was trained by a woman named Patsy. Patsy was from Georgia. She had a big yellow, I assume it was a wig in retrospect. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, not a beehive exactly, but something damn near. Okay. Something pretty high all up, right. up on her head. Uh, Patsy had worked the graveyard shift, I think she told me, for 20 years. Oh, boy. Um, now, uh, back in those days, there was a... There was another chain restaurant that was very inappropriately named Sambo's. Yes, uh, and I Sambo's, Sambo's was across the street. And she told me she said uh, maybe she said she worked the Sambo's for twenty years. And she said she got had a some sort of a disagreement with them one night and came right across the street and got hired at the International House of Pancake. She trained me at the end of the training week. She said to me, "There now, you've been trained to work." IHOP. You can work any IHOP in the country. <laughs> you know, the confidence and the pride. 
that you feel, the opportunity, the doors that were opened that day. So the skills transfer from one oh, IHOP to oh, another. Absolutely. Uh, and the okay, the the uniform that I was given. Um, so the, some waitress before me had had this uniform, even though I think I still had to pay for it, but I forget how much I had to pay. You have to pay for your uniform? I think I did, yeah. Um, but another waitress had had it before me, and she had done this. I don't know if you girls are old enough to remember this, but uh, if you – people – you could let a hem out if there was a hem there. Um, yeah. But a lot of women that wanted to wear very short garments would just cut the fabric. Um, and so there wasn't much of a hem to let out. And that's what the harlot who had this <laughs> uniform before me had done. And so when I tried to let the hem out, there was there was no hem. Right. And they weren't, weren't going to give me another. This was the one I got. And this, this thing was crazy. just barely below my ass. And in this time... Uh, um, <laughs> This would have been 1978. Uh-huh. In 1978, uh, when you worked at the IHOP, you had to wear pantyhose. Oh, God. And service shoes. Right. Um, so I had a pair of white service shoes, and I bought a legs, uh, legs pantyhose. Uh, and the eggs? And, yeah, I, had, I used to keep my money in the egg. And, um, <laughs> Ernestic. And uh, the crotch of the pantyhose... <laughs> Would spend the entire eight-hour shift working its way down, <laughs> and it would often come below the hem of the skirt, oh my God. which is a great look. Did you just buy the wrong size or something? What? No, that, no pantyhose were just like that. They're you horrible. Know. And having grown up in New England, you know, we wore what you know we wore tights, but they were very thick tights. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I remember after church when I was little. Um, it, there would be the church service, and then everyone was invited to go to the parish hall and enjoy coffee and juice. Yeah. And um, and all the kids coming out of you know Sunday school, it, it, Sunday school overall was a miserable experience. And so we had a lot to run off yeah. after yeah. we got out. And so you know the parents would be trying to talk and have their coffee, and kids would be running around. You know, uh, you know, tr- girls trying to kiss the boys or whatever, just running around crazy. And I remember, and I've always thought they should have an Olympic event that involves this, which is my the crotch of my tights <laughs> would have often worked its way down to my knees by then. <laughs> and that makes running a very big challenge. But I don't see any reason why that should not be in the Olympics. I because, don't either. I mean, or it should have been back then anyways. Because yes. it, was a, it was a practical challenge yes. that a girl had. Um, so, uh, all right, so... The coffee cups at the IHOP were kept in racks. Like when they came out of the dishwasher, you didn't take them off the rack. You took the rack and put it on a wheelie thing um, and then another rack on top of that and then on, a, uh, on top of a, a dolly uh, okay. and another rack on top of that and another rack on top of that and that, you know. So when you went to set the tables, you took the top rack off. Um, but sometimes uh, you were down to one of the lower racks and, you know, here I had this dress that was so damn short. Oh. And I try to, like, you know, scooch, you know, try to scooch myself sideways, trying to figure out. And finally, I would just get so frustrated that I would just, you know, spread, spread my knees wide, <laughs> get a good stance to protect my back and lift the yeah. thing up. And I'm like, you know what? If this gives anybody any thrill, I'm happy for so them. So much, 
so much the better. <laughs> yeah, and what, you know what's amusing about all this is the. I think the reason a waitress would do that to the to the uniform to begin with was that. Uh, that idea that you were somehow going to get more tips. Yes. Right. Because, right. you know, you were flashing a little thigh. Yes, right. Yes. You know, I just can't. I think it worked backwards for me. I think I actually. <laughs> They're like, lower it. Is yeah, there any more ham? No, can... there were guys I had to pay on their way out. <laughs> uh, there was one guy that would come in. He was an old guy. And we had, what do they call it? The, the, the bottomless. A cup of coffee, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So somebody would order a cup of coffee and you would bring out over that, remember that sort of bronze-colored uh, uh, thermal coffee pot with the black lid that flipped up? Mm-hmm. Um, so you bring that over and you put that down. Oh, so I know exactly they, what you're So about. they have the cup and now yes. they have this. Yeah. And any time the pot got down, you know, they could wave me over and I would come, you know, warm it up or refill, whatever. And uh, so there's there's one old guy that would come, uh, and it came at least once a week, and he would sit at the table literally all night long yeah. drinking uh, a cup of, he was a lonely guy, you know, uh, yeah. sit all night long drinking a cup of coffee. He had come to see the, the crotch of my pantyhose. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you, I, I increased the foot traffic in that place. Um, and at the end of the night, he would, when he was getting ready to go, he would wave me over, and uh, 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 and at, you know, ask for the check. I put the check down, and and he literally, I don't think he ever got anything more than coffee, maybe some toast, uh, but nothing beyond that. And then. He would pay. Uh, well, I guess he had to pay at the register. He would warmly press a dime into my palm. Ew. He insisted on giving it directly to me, and I, you know, I received it in the way that it was given. Okay. You know, he he didn't think he was doing an insulting thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. For mm-hmm. him, this dime was a big deal. Okay. Okay. And so I, very much. Like the jailers when Trump was indicted, I would tear up. <laughs> I would say, I, I would say, thank you, sir. And then I would say, you know, you don't earn a dime like this alone. <laughs> I'd say I'd like to thank everyone who made it possible. <laughs> The hostess, thank you. Thank you for seating him in my section. Uh, the chef, he had a vision. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. One night I made so little money. I mean, my whole life it's running backwards in terms of money. Um, but one night these guys came in, and uh, I remember one guy had on a pair of overalls. But they were overalls in the young hip sense of the term. Okay, yeah. Um, and... You know, I served them their food, and I think I was probably somewhat entertaining to them. I did my job, and they were there for a while, and they were very sort of glib people. And and I guess I had to be the cashier, too, so I would give them their bill at the table, uh-huh. and then I'd go over to the, you know, because it was the night shift. There yeah. was only like two of us. So now I'm behind the cash register. <laughs> like I'm a, tur- like I'm a totally different, different person. person. Yeah. Like, you know, like, good. How is your service? <laughs> Change your name tag. Yeah, exactly. So one of these guys takes out some onion rings from the bib 
from behind no. the, from behind the bib of his overalls. And he says, he puts down, I, I didn't understand what he was saying in the beginning. I'm not real big. I'm not fast on the uptake, that's for sure. So he puts these um, onion rings down on the counter near the cash register. And he says, I'll give you $5 if you can eat that. <laughs> and I picked it up. And I was about to eat it before I realized what he was saying. He was saying that they were cold and hard. Oh, okay. Um, you know, okay. I, and, I, but I literally was like, yeah, five dollars. Thank you. Yeah. I just made a dime a minute ago. So this is it's <laughs> a great tip. You know, I'm not that good with math, but I think that's a big percentage <laughs> increase. Yeah. Um, and then I think they saw that I was, you know, about to, and then they like stopped me. Um, and it, he explained that he was. It was a complaint, not oh, not God. really a. Dare. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's I could so go either funny. way on that. I yeah, really, really? could go either way you could on use that. five dollars. So one morning I'm you know, uh I I lived I think about four four or five miles away. And uh I had no transportation, so I walked. Uh to, to, and uh I wasn't gonna walk in that damn uniform. And by the way, it turned out I didn't know this at the time. It turned out I used to walk by these women in dresses all the time on my way to work. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was the kind of strip of road where there'd be, uh, I don't know, maybe some kind of sleazy nightclubs, but also there would be, like, uh, uh, rental car places or, uh, uh, you know, like a lot of um, mm, uh, strip mall kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not a fancy section of town. Right. Um, and uh, I used to walk by all these women and dresses uh-huh. not hard not big clusters of them but individuals in dresses i never made much of it uh but i when i went to work i carried my yellow knapsack with um my uniform in there and my and my pantyhose and my service shoes and um and then i wore my green corduroys uh and a turtleneck and i also noticed at some point people would stop and ask if i wanted a ride and I thought, well, that's oddly generous. Uh-huh. Um, I usually said no, but yeah. I did at one point say yes. Uh-huh. And I'd, I'm not sure at what point in the interaction that followed <laughs> where I learned that those were hookers oh. on that street. Oh, yes. And the right. person who asked me if I wanted a ride was an unusual John. <laughs> <laughs> Like, who likes these, turtlenecks? Yeah, green and green, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I didn't even have. I didn't even have like you know. I don't. I don't even know if there were Nikes at that point. Uh-huh. But I didn't even have like I. You know, I had like these walking shoes. Nothing. I mean, I couldn't have looked more downtrodden. <laughs> and I was the girl for this wow. guy. And um, yeah, I think when I realized because he he sort of reached across oh, the seat oh at me. Uh, I got out of a moving car. Oh my, oh my God. It wasn't moving fast, but I did get out because oh. I, I was like, thank you, no. Jesus. Um, and, and, Bye. In fairness to the guy, I mean, he went to, you know, the hooker vending machine. Right. Yes. yes. And, you know, right. there I was on the top yes. row. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the guy punched my number and pulled yes. the stick. Right. I, I, you know, I, I don't think that he really did anything wrong. Um, we just had a, it was a, a mis- miscommunication. It was a, yeah. a big miscommunication. Um, then I started walking every night in a sandwich board that said, not a hooker, <laughs> not a hooker. Uh, you know. 
Not judging, but not a hooker. Uh, so how long did you last at this job? Not long, like three months. Oh, my God. I was so homesick for Massachusetts Aww. that I just I came back. I, so you gave up the dream of Baloo. I did. I gave up the dream of Baloo Bear. I did, however, the next... Um, I, got the, the, I did get a job in Boston. So, so I went back to Manchester, Massachusetts, where I had been living um, with the family there. And uh, I, I started looking for an apartment in Boston. I found some place to live. And I got a job. And I got a job at a restaurant. Uh, I got a job bussing tables, which is my strength. Uh, and, uh, but, but, you know, still didn't make, you know, the money was in waitressing. So um, I worked my way up uh-huh. to being a waitress, which is something I thought I wanted. As it turns out, it's a horrible job. I much prefer to bus tables. But, um, all right, so I was... Waitressing one day, and these two women came in, and they sat down, and and they were really rude to me. I, I forget what they said anymore. I don't know, but they weren't. They were just not nice. And um, so, you know, you're supposed to get get the drink order first. So I asked them what they want to drink, and they said, "Well, they want they each wanted a coke." And we had the kind, uh, you know, the gun kind, mm-hmm, you know, the mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind. You know, you scoop in the the uh, uh, shaved, uh, you know, the crushed ice, and then. Uh-huh. Um, so I take them out, <coughs> excuse me, I have a chronic cough. So I take them out, their Cokes, and I put them down on the table in front of them. And then I go to step away and I go, oh, I'm sorry. And I come back and I switch, <laughs> I switch where the Cokes are. So I take the one in front of person A and I put it in front of person B. I take the one in front of person B and I put it in front of person A. And now I walk away. Hilarious. <laughs> and I thought, you know, what? what's the worst thing they could do, right? What, are they going to call the manager over? And, and the manager's going to say, Paula, what'd you do? And I'm going to say, well, I, I just switched the sodas. And they're going to go, well, 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 did you have them in front? I said, no, they're the same. <laughs> I'll tell you something. You never, ever, ever mess with uh a waiter or a waitress. These yeah. people have your food. Yes. These right. these poorly paid people. Yeah. Yes. Uh, have your food where you can't see it. Right. And and even if you didn't do anything wrong, they're bored. Yeah. The likelihood of someone doing something to your food oh, is high. Really, I don't yeah. want to hear this. Yeah. Oh, I, I just you know, did you do just, things? I mean, I don't. I would never. Me- oh, no, never. Okay. Never. I would never mess, and I wouldn't let anybody around me do anything yeah. either. I I would, I would never mess with anybody because it's not the right thing to do, and because I sympathize that that is a challenging job. Um, but you know, there are people who make themselves feel better about themselves by, you know, dumping on, yeah, you, you know, people the women, who they think are less than them for whatever reason. Did the women react when you oh, switched? Yeah. What did they say? Oh, they just took a, they didn't say anything directly to me. I just, they, you know, the looks on their faces and it was like a really long time before they drank from their, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. God, it's so funny. It's so subtle and weird. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, thinking back, I mean, I think I was still 18 then. Uh, I had some... It's pretty ballsy. Yeah. All right, one time I've... 
um, while I was working in that restaurant, <coughs> we had this <coughs> with this woman that came in one time, and uh, you know, if something goes wrong in a restaurant, uh, I can't speak to every kind of employee, but I know about restaurant employees. If you break a dish, um, if uh, if you hmm, if you didn't if the cash register comes up short, mm. right? You're held responsible for that. Right. The person, the cashier, has to, th those numbers have to come out or they take it out of the pay of the cashier. So uh, one day, this woman comes in. She has like a two-year-old boy with her. And uh, the, the, where the cash register was on a, like a podium, um, you know, like a, I would say less expensive than the Sarah Huckabee Sanders podium, but it was like on a <laughs> okay. podium, uh, probably more legitimate. And uh, while this woman, so she hadn't eaten at the restaurant. Um, she had a $20 bill. She says to the cashier, can I get two tens for this $20 bill? While she's doing this, her kid is banging on the podium. Okay. And... I kind of glanced over because, I mean, I didn't have children at that point in my life. Um, but it, it it seemed strange to me that she was allowing this kid right. to yeah, bang yeah. on the podium this way. And she might have said something to him, but if she did, it wasn't much. And certainly it wasn't effective because he kept doing it. Mm -hmm. So the cashier is a little bit flustered, but she opens the register. She gets the lady the two tens. Now the woman takes out a dime and says, can I have two nickels for this dime? Now the waitress goes back into the drawer, and as she does this, the woman takes out of her bosom uh, two $1 bills, what the hell takes the $10 bills, puts them in her bosom, uh -huh. and she's, now the, the cashier lifts her head up to give her the two nickels, and the lady says, what'd you give me two ones for? Oh, God. And the cashier said, I didn't. I gave you two tens. And she said, no, you gave me two ones. I, you know, it's a stupid con because yeah. it's not a big payday. Right. Yeah. Um, but so she, you know, goes back in, gives her, I guess, what, 18 more dollars. Right. And when they went to do the register that night, that we realized, you know, what uh, the whole thing, I, I didn't see it entirely. I just saw parts of it. Uh -huh. I saw the kid do the back. And so we're like, oh, so, so not that long after that, I imagine it couldn't have been more than a month or two after that. I'm in a Dunkin' Donuts. I'm on my way to work. And I thought, well, I'll get a donut for myself. Truthfully, probably two donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was going to be a jelly filled and a chocolate honey glazed, but I don't remember. Um, and the way this place is set up, um, there's the counter that you stand in front of to place your order. And the ca the cash register was on the back wall. So the cashier turns entirely around. So there's a woman in front of me in line. And I can't remember. I, I She didn't have the little kid. Uh-huh. And I don't remember at what point I was like, oh, that woman. But she says to the cashier, you know, can I get two tenths wow. for this 20? 
And when I saw it happening, I had already, no, I guess she was behind me in line. I had already gotten my donuts. Uh-huh. But I thought, you know what? I'm not letting this lady yep. get away with this. This is not fair. So I stood there and I had this idea that, you know, when a, when a criminal was foiled, uh-huh. yeah. they just folded and ran. Right? Yes. right? Yes. So yeah. that's what yeah. I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a, a hero. I put a stop to this injustice. So the, the poor cashier goes through, you know, the two, the dime, the two, say, what'd you give me these two ones for? And when the cashier's, she, she said, what'd you give me these two ones for? Before the cashier could say a word, I go, she didn't. <laughs> she gave you two tens. Yeah. And the woman turns around, the, 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 the criminal, she turns around and she starts hitting me. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> she, oh my- Oh my God! She says, "I'm gonna take you outside and beat the shit out of you." <laughs> I am just shocked to death, and I'm deflecting blows with my arms as best I can. And she was so when she was so forceful when she said she was gonna take me outside. That you know, I think both me and the cashier thought. Well, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just going to have this shit pinned on to me outside. Nothing I can do about it. Nothing. Unbelievable. So, so, um, uh, so the cashier grabs m- me by the arm. And so I only now had one arm to deflect. But the cashier grabbed me by the arm because she was like, you're not taking her outside to beat the shit oh, out of her. My God. <laughs> she says, I'm going to call the police. But meanwhile, I'm thinking, could somebody call the police, please? But she's got me by the arm. And um, I guess when she says she's going to call the police or something, now the woman she storms off. She gets to the door, and, you know, I almost melt. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> she gets to the door, and she runs back in and fucking kicks <gasps> me. What? And lays my legs again. <laughs> oh, my God. And I just burst into tears. I, oh. You know, you never see that. I'm like... Underdog. Underdog never once cried. No. Never once. Oh. You know, sweet Polly purebred would let him drop, but uh yeah, she uh Oh Polly. Yeah. So and then I like I <laughs> oh called I went to the payphone. I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't uh, Yeah, it's And by the way, did the Dunkin's donuts say like, Hey, you know what? Let us get you so you could yeah. we get you something? Right. No, Nothing. 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 So After trying that, to be I was the hero. Just, I was just like an embarrassment to them. They oh were, my yeah, God. I was just sitting at a at a, at a little counter by myself with my donuts, which I couldn't really eat because I was just sobbing. Oh. And uh, and you know. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Now I was just a deterrent to any of the other <laughs> donut customers. <laughs> I was just. A, I was a stain on the honor of the Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) So I went to the payphone. I called my job. And I'm like, I don't know if I can get there. You know, I'm like a couple blocks down the road. I think somebody has to come get me. (laughs) 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 And I couldn't explain to them what had happened, you know, because it would just make me cry more. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Now that, okay, that is only a tangential waitress story. No, but it was still good. But it was a story of survival. Yes, because you wouldn't have known that that woman was up to shenanigans if you hadn't been no. in the other place yeah exactly it was a tangential paula uh, thank you so much oh it for was these stories really, yeah i think unbelievable I've, i think uh we've probably uh pro proactively saved a lot of people i think so yeah. I, I hope mean, anyone who is thinking of going into waitressing is a good idea 
yeah. will think otherwise. Yeah. Well, no, just you got to wear your armor all. Yeah. You got to well, wear, gotta gotta wear your right. protective equipment. And if you're, you know, trained at IHOP, you can work at any IHOP. I think that's Once important to know. Yeah. Yeah, you've true. been trained to work at an IHOP. You can it's work at any IHOP. You can, it is international. You can travel yeah. the world with that. Yeah. Uh, it was international, and then Trump pulled us out. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped the waitresses at the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paula, again, thank you so, so much. It was really it's really fun been, talking to you. It's been quite a venture getting you on the show because of schedules and sickness and, uh, yeah, I had, and everything. I had, the, I had the COVID. You had the COVID. Speaking of safety. Christine I had, the COVID. had the COVID. Oh, did you have the COVID? How was it? It was real bad. Yeah, me too. Brutal. Real, real bad. Brutal. Yeah. Got, I got through it relatively quickly, that's but the good. days no, that I was good. sick Same. were like brutal. Yes. And I did take the stupid... Paxlovid, it is repulsive. I've heard that. I, you know, you yeah. take it for five days in the morning. I threw it up on the second day, which leads me to believe that you could take it for four days in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's gro- it grows, makes your mouth feel awful. Uh, it's uh, and then did it come back? Did no. the it didn't come back? Okay, because no. when it, Jimmy took the Paxlovid, it made then the COVID came back. Oh no, no! I, my, I have a dog. Uh, my dog Sirius, who is fourteen years old. And, you know, probably not long for this world. And I think most of his teeth are just rotted out of his head now. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes his breath is so bad it's hard to be in the same room with him. But he did, um, you know, sleep beside me. Oh. Uh, the, you know, the, I, I think he was delighted because it meant I sleep on the floor. And when I'm, uh, you know, when I put the bed out, he has blankets to sleep right. on. So he yes. wasn't going to get up because if he got up, I might fold the blankets uh, yeah. and, and he wouldn't have many. But anyway, one morning we wake up with our faces like kind of near each other and uh, he sits up and I sit up and now our faces are really near each other and I get a puff of his dog Aww. breath and I'm like, oh, and that gave him a puff of my Paxlovid breath and he was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, not worth it. You should have just toughed it out. Next time, don't take that shit. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, no, it, it so made awful. it, it was awful, but it made, it did make it go away quickly uh-huh. and i was so anxious to get back to work yeah i bet yeah so uh so it's good well again thank you so much for making the time yes, for us because uh, i know so you're a busy I'm person i'm so happy to be here thank you very much it was you're really so really welcome. fun it was really wonderful and we will be right back with what did we learn today Danielle. Christine. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? So ready. Paula Poundstone, our esteemed guest, yes. has a podcast and it's called Paula Poundstone. Nope, nope. It's called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. I am too. She's really funny. So funny. A hob is a flat metal shelf at the side or back of a fireplace, having its surface level with the top of the grate and used especially for heating pans. In Britain, a hob is a cooking appliance or the flat top part of a stove with hot plates or burners. Right. Okay. Got it. I, I was like vigorously shaking my head. I was like, that's not what my research told me. And then I see that it is a an expanded definition. Okay. Got a knife in you? Refrain from removing the stabbing object if it is embedded. Mm. The object is actually helping to stem the blood flow. Right. Pulling it out will likely increase blood loss, while pushing it in may cause further injury. Who's going to push, push it, it in? Push in you know what? I, you know what? I got a thought. You know what I need to do? <laughs> push it in further. <clears throat> You'll need to apply pressure and dress the wound around the object as best you can. Okay. Here's where Garen learned typing out what... Here's where Garen learned typing out a what did we learn section distracts from the urge to throw up during those injury stories. (laughs) (laughs) 
There are only three types of bears that live and survive in jungles. The sun bear, the giant panda, and the spectacled bear. Sloth bears, like Baloo, are predominantly found in the lowland forests of India and Sri Lanka. It is thought that they prefer rocky areas and drier climates. Yeah, but they also like teaching boys how to be bears. Nothing problematic there. (laughs) (laughs) Is there something problematic there? I don't know. It seems weird. What is this grown bear? Why is he showing so much interest in a young boy? Well, oh, uh, now I see what you're saying. You know what? I see problems everywhere. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm getting that. Listen. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thank you. You know what? We do owe our listeners a uh, Patreon shout out for members. And I want you members to know if you're just chomping at a bit to hear your name. Yeah. It is coming. Yeah. Hang on to your hats and seats. Hang on to your names. Don't change them. Don't lose those. Don't, don't change them. Don't change them. To... If you do, you better let us know you changed them so we have yeah. your new and updated name. Right. We just want to wait. We've been just doing such fat episodes. Yeah. Really. Is the, is the problem. Yeah. But but we're going to get to you. Never you fear. Never you worry. Our episodes have been 17 pounds fatter on one side than yes. on the other. Yes. But so, yeah, we, we do recognize how pretty they are. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remain remain calm. calm.